Satnam, and welcome to another edition of Revealing the Diamond. I'm your host, Tiago Prem Singh. This week, we're talking all about listening. I think listening is the most important thing that we learn to do in our lives, um, and we've had issues with it. If you look at the world, you can see we've got some major issues with the ability to listen, and that's one of the great gifts of Kundalini Yoga and some of the teachings from the uh, Buddhist and Sikh traditions that I've studied over the years. Uh, the emphasis on learning to listen, uh, listen to yourself, listen to your partner, listen to people you disagree with, truly listen beyond the surface of what appears to be. But before we get to today's class, I would like to give a shout out to Seed, our sponsor here on Revealing the Diamond. Seed makes uh, hemp pants. Grown, the hemp is grown in Canada. Uh, they are sustainably uh, made. They are made with natural dyes so that they are biodegradable. They're super stylish. I can wear them with a kurta. I can wear them with a rock and roll t-shirt. Um, and uh, I love them. They're great for everything. I can wear them for just about anything you can think of. I rock my seed pants and I look cool doing it. So uh, shout out to Seed for coming on board and supporting the show. Uh, grateful for all the work that you do. Uh, if you want to check out Seed, you can go to the seedstore.ca and check out uh, their amazing pants. They're for everybody. Um, they're super comfortable. Can't say enough good things about them. Thank you, Seed. Um, also, if you'd like to support this, the show, uh, we are in the process of putting up a Patreon. So in the next couple of weeks here, it's the beginning of January. So in the next, I'm hoping week, uh, we should have the Patreon all up and ready. And that will uh, give you the opportunity to become a member of Revealing the Diamond. And in becoming a member, you'll be able to access videos of the podcast, full classes, and also uh, get involved in what we'll call the Global Sangit Classroom, where once a week we'll get together, we'll have a conversation about topics and just inspire each other to go out and share uh, these teachings and work together and make a positive impact on this planet in support of the mother and her elements, the earth, the water, the fire, the breath, and the space in between all of it. Um, also, if you want to support, you can get in touch, Tiago Prem at the Dharma Temple.com. Uh, book a session to do 90 days with me. You know, that's a lot of the people that I've seen do incredible. Uh, work it's it's in the way that they've developed some consistency around their own personal practice and they've uh, done that by connecting just like I do with my mentor uh, they've done that by connecting uh, with me once a month and just creating some um, more beneficial uh, patterns which which can be challenging to do I get it I go through it too you know I'm a, uh, I find it very challenging to keep up with my sadhana and I'm so grateful to be a part of a community that supports me and to have mentors that support me so that I can continue to do this good work so that's something you could do you could inquire about that at tiagoprem at the dharma temple.com or you could check out tiagoprem on instagram or the dharma temple if you're in vancouver come and hang with us on main street calgary will be open in the spring april may somewhere in there not clear on the dates but things are happening expansion is the word for 2020 for me uh, so hopefully you're you've gotten clear on what your values are and what your intentions are for this year and and it is my prayer that this and my hope and and the purpose behind this uh, that uh, revealing the diamond is an inspiration in you doing your work uh, that gives you some some 
inspiration, some drive, some, uh, yeah, you know, I was going to say fuel, but I'm trying to get away from using that analogy, give you some uh, sustainable energy to go out there and live your dharma. How's that? So I think that's good for the intro. Let's get to the class. This week is called The Art of Listening, The Challenge of Getting Out of Your Mind. Um, a lot of people, when you ask them about meditation, they say they can't meditate because their mind is too busy, uh, which is just a, a normal thing. It's not out of the ordinary. Um, and there are techniques to help us deal with that. So we touch on that a little bit. We talk about emptiness. We talk about stillness. Uh, we talk about moving the mind from a wandering mind to a wonderful mind. We talk about the power of bowing. And that can seem like a strange thing to Westerners. And uh, I think it's something that we need to shift so that it isn't a strange thing, but it is something that we view as uh, giving us energy and uh, grace and mercy and compassion and all of those uh, wonderful uh, virtues that each of us who are doing this work on the spiritual path strive to embody. Uh, we talk about talking to your own mind instead of allowing your mind to always talk to you. And uh, we also talk about these four stages of hearing, getting uh, more in depth, more subtle uh, in our ability to really listen to what's going on within us and around us. We've got a little bit of a cold here on the intro, so uh, please don't mind the sniffliness. I'm sure the lecture will be a lot clearer. Uh, yeah. Thank you so much for all the love and support. Rate us, review us on Spotify, on Instagram, wherever. I don't, I don't think you can rate on Spotify, but I'll say that. But anyways, share us, rate us, review us uh, if you love what we do. Thanks so much, Satnam. I'm often reflecting uh, as a yogi on the second sutra in Patanjali's Yoga Sutras where he describes yoga as being the end of the fluctuations of the mind, which to me is stillness right i mean you know and then the other side of that is when krishna is teaching arjuna about yoga he says that it's more difficult to tame the wind than it is to tame the mind or the other way around you know it's hard i told you i'm tired but makes sense so and i was thinking about that and i was thinking like how much of our lives takes place inside of our heads a lot isn't it true you know like you could take an angry person to like the most beautiful holy place and they could find something to complain about you know like you take them to like the this beautiful temple or something in tibet amazing and like breathtaking and they'd be like yeah but the food is terrible <laughs> And that's the reason why is that we spend so much time in our heads. Like if you could just get really, really still, you start to appreciate these simple, simple things. That's what I like about tea. You know, sitting with tea, we call it the sacred mundane, just to sit with tea. Every morning I get up, I do my practice, and then my wife gets up and we sit for tea in silence every day. And it's probably the best thing for our communication. We ain't talking about nothing. But when do we actually spend time in presence together without like 
did you do this? And we're, our lives are really overlapped. I mean, we both are here and we both parent. It's not like she goes to her job and I go to mine. I mean, like we, and to have that space to be quiet is really sacred. And even if she's not around, I do it, you know, to get that stillness. And I found that most people find it difficult to just sit and be quiet. You know, I, I, I mean, I've been practicing meditation for 20 years. And anytime I tell somebody about that, they say the same thing. They can't meditate because their mind's too busy. So if every time, pretty much, that I say that, people are saying that, then there's a lot going on upstairs for everybody, you know. And just look at the uh, culture that we live in, you'll see that's true. They talk a lot in Buddhist tradition, and we talk about it in Kundalini Yoga a lot too, about this concept of emptiness. What does that mean? to be empty like it sounds like it could be like a negative thing like a you know teenage angst or something like that but what, what does it mean to be empty I think one way of looking at it is like to not have any expectations that's a tricky thing because it's not nihil it's not nihilism it's not like I don't care I do care you know about my life and my family and the planet and this space and the people I work with who are in recovery and I really do care but there's something about like not having any expectations or one other thing that I do with emptiness is like I do my practice because it has to get done not to get something you know what I mean and we live on a polarity planet, so there's a, it's a world of opposites, or what the masters and sages of the past called duality. And it's challenging to manage duality. Like, look at the world that we live in. Everybody is addicted to pleasure and afraid of pain. You know, you know like uh, the Nirvana song, here, here We Are Now, Entertain Us? You know, it's like, this is happening a lot out there. And uh, I found that the stillness that we're talking about, or the emptiness, is like the space between the polarities. And not to get too esoteric about it, let's just make it really tangible. If I do my daily practice, I notice that when something comes up that wants to take me out of my center, whether it's something really exciting, or whether it's something that is, causes anxiety or depression, uh, I notice that I'm able to feel a pause before I react to the situation and that comes out of meditation and that's incredibly valuable. It's priceless, really. You ever experienced that before? I mean, I know everyone's experienced the other, like when you said something and you were like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> but have you ever experienced that little brief pause before you react to a situation? You know? that comes out of the practice of stillness so that you can feel it like any time and I make a lot of mistakes you know but I would say in the 20 years of meditation that I'm doing I'm probably like 20% better than I was as a teenager when I started meditating I used to get like blackout angry seems hard to believe you know 
and they tried to put me on drugs and all this stuff and I thought I'll try meditation if that doesn't work I'll take the drugs it worked and never took the drugs but it's been a long slow uh, journey to get to where I am now but it's just going into that place of stillness you know Yogi Bhajan once asked, our teacher once asked this question, he said, how do you take a wandering mind and make it into a wonderful mind? That's a good quote. And it's a good question. And there's this term in the uh, tradition that I practice called Isht. Have you ever heard of it before? <laughs> it's okay if you haven't. But Isht, it basically means like to bow your head. And it doesn't mean that you have to like join some specific religion in order to bow your head. It just means that you bow your head. And that means like maybe it's nature, like you go to this beautiful place in nature and you surrender your need for control and just let go. Or maybe it's, you know, you bow your head in a place of worship that's a religious place. Or maybe it's, it can be anything. It's just the, the like letting go of like the busy mind to just take a moment of stillness and trust and faith. And, and I think that's essential for health. And if you don't have that, like you're referring to the people who don't want to stop, it creates a lot of issues. And I learned from my teacher that he said, I try not to get excited too much because on a polarity planet, the polarity of excitement is anxiety, and I don't want anxiety. So I try and keep a level head, which means that when I'm in business meetings, I try not to listen too much to the people who say, that Tiago Prem is he's really out there. You know, I try not to listen to that. But I also try not to listen to too much of, oh, Tiago Prem is so amazing, I love him. I try not to listen to too much of that either. Because if I listen to too much of either, what do I stop listening to? Myself. You know. And in order to really listen to myself, I've got to get quiet. I've got to bow my head. And Guru Nanak, the first guru of the six, he said, through listening you will know the whole point of yoga. Notice he doesn't say, through stretching, he says, through listening, you will know the whole point of yoga. And yoga, it means to join or to unite. And that uniting is sort of like your busy mind with the part of you that knows. And our teacher, Yogi Ji, he used to say, you have to talk to your own mind. Because you do a lot of letting your mind talk to you, don't you? You know. I have this one friend who she grew up in the Sikh faith and her parents are yogis and she said the most valuable thing I learned from my mother is anytime I have a thought that is not supportive of my best self I will say even out loud cancel <laughs> pretty good <laughs> you know you can try it people will be like wow there's Sure, saying cancel a lot if you have a mind like mine, but you know. But 
you start to talk to your own mind, and, and we have this mantra, it's called Anga Sangha Vahi Guru, and it means like, Anga means like a limb or a part, and Sangha means like every. And, and the mantra is like, every part of me is vibrating with like the universal intelligence. And when you start to go into those negative spaces, you can remember that despite any flaws or perceived flaws that are coming up through the mental processing, if you can use a mantra to get you into a place of stillness and remind you that you are infinite, that you are the intelligence that causes the moon to rise and the sun to rise and all of the, the exchange of breath between the animals and the plants and the humans and everything that you see, you are at your core, at your essence, you are the intelligence that causes all of that to happen. And you are perfect just the way you are. That's Aung San Guru. And it's a great reminder. And in the tradition that I practice, there's no such thing as sin. It doesn't exist. Somebody asked our teacher once, uh, is there such a thing of sin in the way you practice? He said, no. But if there is, it's, it's guilt. You should never feel guilty. And the person was like, never? He's like, never. What if you killed somebody, they said. And he said, don't do it again. <laughs> you know, but there is a word, and, and the word is pop. It's like, would, uh, it's transliteration, but it would be like P-A-A-P. And what the word means is that it's like anything that takes you, any action that makes you feel separate from your true self. That's the closest thing to it. And that's why we're constantly going in this practice, satnam, satnam, satnam. It's a reminder of your true self. It's a practice of listening. Remember Nanak said, you want to understand how yoga works? You practice listening. And we were given four steps of hearing or four stages of hearing. The first one is hearing. Then the next one is processing. There's a difference between hearing something and processing what you've heard, isn't it? It's a deeper kind of listening. And then the next one that we were given is feeling. Even more than processing, it's like feeling it on a frequency or vibrational level. And then beyond that is a complete awareness of everything. And in that place, a complete awareness of everything, you truly connect to who you are. And in the most simplest terms, I call it the part of you that doesn't know it can't. Doesn't know it. It has no relationship to that. And as you start to do these practices more and more, you start to notice that there's a part of you that is the thinking mind, and then there's a part of you that is your intuition. And, the think and they have the same voice, but the thinking mind is very loud, and your intuition is very subtle. And that's why it requires such deep listening to hear it. And you've got to be in stillness. And that's what we do, right? We do these kind of shake up all the energy, and then what do you do? Inhale, hold the breath, don't move. Listen. And that's how it works. 
Thanks again for listening to Revealing the Diamond. If you love the work that we do, please rate us and review us on whatever platform you're listening on. Also, to get in touch, Pram at thedharmatemple.com for email inquiries for one-on-one work, for sponsorship, uh, or for bookings. You can also get in touch via Instagram at Tiagaprem or at the Dharma Temple. Thanks again. Stay blessed. Satnam.